Thank you for joining me today for episode three of You're Grieving Girl. Today I want to talk about things that you shouldn't say to someone who's grieving. Um, I'm sure if you're going through what I'm going through, you've had people say all kinds of crazy things to you. So I decided to just take a minute to discuss uh, some of those things that were said to me that had an impact on my grieving process. Um, The first thing for me that I really hate for someone to say is, well, at least they're not suffering anymore. Um, I know that it comes from a really genuine place and people are saying it kind of as a way to help you to feel better, but it doesn't take away the fact that that person you love is not here. Yeah, I'm happy that my mom isn't suffering. Um, She had three strokes. So when she passed away, that part of her journey was over. And yeah, you know, I didn't like seeing my mom sick all the time. But you know what? I still wish my mom was here. And at the time, now I can look at it and say, yeah, she was having a really hard time and she was just tired. But when you're dealing with a shock of a grief or a grief, um, something terrible happening, you don't want to hear that. The only thing you want is your loved one. Uh, same way with my dad. Now, my dad didn't have a, length, a lengthy illness, but, you know, he was getting older and he had different things and, you know, and he was grieving my mom. So, yeah, I could look at that and say, hey, he's not crying every day about my mom, but you know what? My dad is still not here. So I would just suggest that when you're trying to comfort someone, maybe not say that because it may not be received the way that you want it to be received. Another one, they lived a long life or they lived a good life. Yeah, but they're still not here. And Believe me, you'll hear that hear me say this a couple times. I understand that my loved one was an amazing person and they did this and they did that and I should be proud and you know they had a lot, but who wants to hear that when someone die when someone dies? Like, oh yeah, well, you lived a long life, so is there a timer on it? Did they not have any more life to live? Um, I have questions. I Again, I would I would tread lightly on things like that. Instead, you know, you might say, oh, you know, it's amazing all of the wonderful things that they did. Um, I'm sure that you missed them or something like that. Uh, another thing is, now this was more um, before my, well, before my mom died, but then after my dad died as well, there was some kind of a variation of how come you didn't notice? Like, for example, my mom, the very first 
um, the very first time she got sick, because she had a series of strokes, the first one being very mild. And my mom was a very strong, independent woman. And we listened to her. Um, she had a background in healthcare, and we were at a festival and she passed out. And they wanted to take her to um, the hospital. And my mother was like, no, no, I'm fine. I need to just go sleep it off. You know, um, she thought it might have been her blood sugar. My mom had diabetes for 46 years. So, you know, she, it was a shocking moment for me. But I'm like, okay, my mom, she's always okay. And she knows exactly what she's doing. So, you know, she, we came home and she was sleeping a lot. And again, you know, this, it was out of the ordinary, but I wasn't overly concerned. The next day I got up to go to work, go to work. My mom, she was still really sleepy, but she was fine. It was in the afternoon when my dad called her and she didn't sound right. And when he came home, her face was twisted. And so she had a stroke. And I remember after everything, she was in the hospital. The first the first stroke, my mom spent like a month in the hospital with rehab and things like that. And someone said to me, oh, well, how could you not notice that? You should have made her go to the hospital. You should have done this. You should have done that. And number one, that's something that still haunts me to this day, but I had no way of knowing and those signs to look for. But for someone to say that to me, especially when my mom was in the hospital, my mom was in rehab and, you know, it was, well, how come you didn't do this? Um, and you should have known better. Like, dude, first of all, I have enough guilt on my own. And yeah, I'm, I'm wondering why when she looked bad, I didn't insist it. But that's not something really helpful. And, and I'm not sure why people feel the need to tell you things that you should be doing with your life. Because in the end, I didn't do those things. My father didn't do those things. We took her word for it. And she had a stroke. So, I mean, I, I can't go back and change the past. And I had to, when my mom died, come to that conclusion that my mom was in her 60s. My mom had a nursing background. My mom was always independent and the fixer. And I did the best that I could with the knowledge that I had at that time. So I, I would just ask people again think before you speak think before you speak you don't know how your words are going to impact someone uh, another thing to just piggyback off of that oh here's what i would have done you know i would have made her go or you know i found out that like my dad had an illness that he didn't tell anybody about and I was, I'm somebody who I took him to his doctor's appointments. I checked on his medications. Uh, I made sure he ate 
regularly. I tried to cheer him up when he was upset about my mom. Like, there were so many things that I did. So, for people to say, here's what I would have done. Like, uh, my dad was grieving my mom hard. And I tried so many different ways to cheer him up. I tried to get him to talk to someone about it. And it's like, oh, well, I would have made him do it. Have you met a senior citizen? Do you like people to tell you what to do? So until you're in a situation, you can't just say, oh, I would do this, this, and this, because you don't know until you're in a situation. Um, I have, that was part of me um, with some of my relationships that I've had to take a break from because it's, oh, I would do this if I, you know, if I were you. And it's like, but you only have a limited amount of information. You don't know what I've actually done. Um, You've only, you're only in a little bit of my life. You only have a small picture. You don't know those behind the scenes. So keep your opinions to yourself. I think that's what I'm really trying to say because when someone's trying to heal, they don't need people to um, um, have opinions on their life or have those opinions openly voiced to them. Just support me. Just support me. Believe me, I'm thinking about things that I could have done. I'm even now, I'm wondering if there were questions I should have been asking my father. Um, I noticed a, a change in him and I was trying to make him feel better, but I didn't know what was wrong and he chose not to share that with me. So for someone to say, oh, well, you should have known this was happening. How could I? He only let me know what he wanted me to know because he was trying to protect me. Uh, another thing, this is, I'm sure people who've either lost the person that they live with or inherited like some kind of property or something. Are you going to stay in the house? Um, first of all, People ask you this immediately after the person is gone. Immediately. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to eat for breakfast tomorrow. Like, why? 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 And again, I'll say, why? What kind of question is that? I don't know if I'm staying in the house. And it's one thing that you learn when you're grieving, like articles will tell you this, doctors will tell you this. Don't make drastic decisions. Now, if you already have a place or you're not interested or something like that, but even then, take time to think about it because the way that you feel in that moment may not reflect how you're going to feel two months, three months. Um, where am I? I'm, uh, let's see, September, October, November, December, January, March. Six months. Six months out from my dad dying. And I still don't know. I still don't know what I want to do with my 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 life <laughs> in the sense, you know, without my dad, without my mom, without my grandmother. Like I I don't know. So it's very unkind to ask somebody, "Are you staying in the house?" And it could be, and it, you're curious, you're curious, and you want to know how this person is going to navigate this next part of their life. But 
you have so many thoughts going through your mind from the day to day and trying to figure out how you're going to function without that person that you care about that you don't have time to be thinking about that. You don't know what you're going to do. And are you going to get a roommate for someone like me who, you know, I don't have any children um, and I'm single. So are you going to get a roommate? I've even had people ask me, including the day after my dad, to move in. Who does that? Who? Why? And I don't want to come off as angry, but it's it's so frustrating when you're dealing with the fact that someone's not here anymore. And they did the same thing when my mom died. You know, ask my, my dad, oh, you're going to keep the house? Why don't you move in the senior building? Oh, that's too much for you. Oh, you don't need to do that. And here this man has lost his, the love of his life, you know, 31 years of marriage. And you telling him, hey, throw away all of your memories. Go move into a senior building. And it's like, I I understand the need to help others heal. And I I realize that, uh, you know, trying to cook, I'm hoping that it's uh, trying to help you navigate that difficult time. But for somebody who's never had a roommate other than my parents, no, you're not moving in my house a week after my dad died. And who knows, like, if I want one, and I have two puppies, and a guinea pig, Angelica and Skylar, those, and Pickles, those are my roommates. Like, that's just weird and inappropriate. And I I took it personally. Um, because it didn't feel like a, hey, I'll stay with you a little, like a a, a couple weeks just to help you acclimate to this normal. No, it was like, oh, I'll come and I'll pay you rent. No, 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 no. Uh, Another thing that people like to ask you, oh, were you too close? You know, in, in, in terms of, for me, my parents, yes. But even if I wasn't, like, they're still my parents. And I'm dealing with this loss. And it doesn't matter if we were best friends or if we had issues. This person that I cared about, or let's say that you you have a bad relationship with this person, whether it's a family member or a friend, and it was just a rocky relationship. You have history with this person. And whether you were super close or you drifted apart, it still impacted you. And I I often wonder when you get that question of, were you close? Is it saying, if you weren't that close, oh, well, you shouldn't be upset about it? No. No, there are people who I haven't talked to for years. If something happened to them, I'm going to be impacted. I had a a former classmate pass away a month before my dad. And when I tell you, I haven't talked to this person in at least five years. But 
I was so sad when they passed away and it really hurt me and I thought about them and even now even after everything with my my dad I still think about this person if I'm out and I see something that reminds me of them I feel sad because they're not here so that question of were you close to them is just a weird question I think uh another one then the last one that I'm going to talk about today is, well, now you can get a fresh start. And I, I, I kid you not when I tell you someone has said that to me. And they said it when my mom died, too, and like a variation of the same thing. And, and now that my dad is gone, uh, because I've done a lot of caregiving and um, supporting my dad, uh, especially after my mom died. And so I was like, oh, well now you can go and really live your life. Cause my twenty my my like late twenties were dedicated to taking care of my parents. And I have no I have no regret for that. I did everything that I possibly could to make their lives better and comfortable while they got older and were sick and had all of these issues. So for somebody to say, oh, well, yeah, now you can live your life. I mean, yeah, but now I'm living a life where I don't have my parents. That's weird. That is weird. Like, I get big picture and, hey, that's great. But in reality, my life is a life that I don't have the two most important people to me in my life. And I, it is a relief to not be stressed all the time, but it's, it's almost like I'm um, just out here, like not really even figuring out what this next chapter looks like for me. So for it to be an excitement, it it just it it makes me feel weird and and taken aback. Um, I if you get anything from this, I just I really want people to be mindful of the things that they say to other people. If you want to support me, literally, you could just ask me. Hey, I don't really. You could say I don't know what to say, uh, but. I would like to do something and the person will tell you sometimes I might just want to talk I might want to talk about happy times with my dad or my and my mom and my grandma or I might want to talk about all of the crazy things that they did my dad drove me crazy my dad loved me so much and he drove me insane especially during this pandemic or I might want to talk about that hurt of not knowing, you know, that my dad was having these issues that he didn't share with me. But I do what I don't want is, hey, let's be happy. Let's do this, 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 this. And I'm going to, you need to do this. And this is what I would have done. And how come you, no one wants that? Or it might be, I might say to you, you know what? I appreciate you. And when I can think of something, I'll let you know. And if some, if you offer to do something for someone and 
they are feeling it, don't take it personally. They may have 20,000 things on their mind. Um, and if you say something unkind accidentally, don't take it personally if the person gets upset with you. Because grief is grief is a, a crazy way to live your life. And sometimes you're fine, and sometimes you're not. You're angry, sometimes you're happy. You, um, sometimes your your temper your temper is like that, and you someone may say something to you that triggers a reaction, and you might go back and think, "Hey, I wish I hadn't said that to that person. They were trying to be helpful." So I just I want people to realize that. This is a very delicate time that you're going through or if you're supporting someone and follow their lead. Let them tell you what they need. Sometimes you really just need to ask someone. And one thing that I remember someone saying when my mom died, sometimes people don't know what to say and sometimes it's better that they don't say anything. You could come and sit in silence with me and that might be more comforting to me than you. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Um, You should do this. You should sell your house. You should go move here. Or why don't you, um, why did you get a, a, a dog or your dad wouldn't like that? Or, and oh, and you know what? That's another thing. That's another thing. When someone dies, people always want to tell you what that person would have wanted you to do or how they would want you to feel. And first of all, you have no way of knowing that. And you're that your person the person is in a situation they never imagined themselves to be in. Like intellectually, we know people die. But until it happens to someone close to you, it doesn't feel real. So for someone to say, oh, your mom will want you to do this. So your mom um, wouldn't approve of that. Or like uh, with me, with my changing relationships, oh, your mom, she wouldn't want you to do that. She would want you to talk to the person. But you know what? They're not here. And that's what I... It, it, it may sound crazy because on one end, I hate to think about the fact that they're not here, but they're not here. So don't tell me that I need to be around a negative person. Oh, because your your parent really liked them. My parent liked them or my parent interacted with this person in this way. You can only focus on you. and your health, mental, physical, uh, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, okay? It's okay. Do you know how many times I've had people, because there are people in my life who have either been negative to me through this grief process or their energy is off and I've had to separate myself. And if we're getting down to it, my both of my parents knew who I was as a person and knew that 
I would choose me first because it's not healthy to be in situations that are going to cause you stress. So if one thing that you could just take away from this and feel free to share it with someone, if there are things that you want to say to them, but you don't feel like you can say it, I will say it for you. People need to just mind their business. Okay. It's okay. You can call and check in. You know, you might stop by outside and say, Hey, I was thinking about you, but don't give people any, um, opinions on their life. If they have a question, they will ask you. And if they, if they ask you and then they decide not to follow your advice, that's okay too. You know why? Because they're their own person. They are grieving. They will deal with whatever the consequences of those actions that they make later. But don't force it on them. I promise you, they don't care about what you would do. They don't. Even if they ask you, they might just have something in their mind where they're like, hey, I'm thinking about this. I don't know. And, you know, they might want to see how somebody else would handle it. But I promise you, they're going to make the best decision for them. Just support them. So today, your Get It Girl guidance from me is don't let unkind words derail you. If someone says something to you that's thoughtless, that helpful, or just makes you feel really crummy, don't let it derail you. You can do one of two things. One, you can tell them that what they said was unkind, you know, nicely or, or however you want to do it and let them know, hey, when you said this to me, this wasn't helpful. It made me feel this way. After you said this, I went and cried or I was really angry. It's really frustrating to me when you say this. Can you do this and give them actionable things that they can do so that if they love you and care for you, they won't say those things to you again. Or you can remind yourself that we all say hurtful things sometimes, even when we don't think about it. And we may not even know that it's hurtful. So as you're grieving, those people that love you who are grieving as well, maybe just differently than you, you know, cut them some slack. Cut them some slack, okay? And I know that I've just spent the last 20 minutes talking about all of the dumb things that people have said to me and how it made me feel. But in the end, I realized that they either don't realize that it's hurtful or they're it makes them uncomfortable to deal with you while you're grieving or they they just don't know so be kind to yourself and be patient and realize that this is just one part of your life and everyone doesn't it's oh my goodness if you can see my computer just it's going Everyone experiences grief um, and eventually, and you have to meet people where they are. 
So with that, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, please share this video with people. Uh, be believe me, I will say whatever you need for me to say to help people understand this crazy journey called grief. Uh, and thank you and look out for our next episode. <laughs>